0: Chapter Nine of *The Scarecrow of Oz* by L. Baum. This recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine, The Kingdom of Jinxland. Trot rode with more comfort than she had expected, although the swing swayed so much that she had to hold on tight with both hands. Cap'n Bill's bird followed the ark and trot came next with button bright trailing behind her it was quite an imposing procession but unfortunately there was no one to see it for the ark had headed straight for the great sandy desert and in a few minutes after starting they were flying high over the broad waste where no living thing could exist The little girl thought this would be a bad place for the birds to lose strength, or for the cloth ropes to give way, but although she could not help feeling a trifle nervous and fidgety, she had confidence in the huge and brilliantly plumaged bird that bore her, as well as in Cap'n Bill's knowledge of how to twist and fasten a rope so it would hold. That was a remarkably big desert. There was nothing to relieve the monotony of view, and every minute seemed an hour and every hour a day. Disagreeable fumes and gases rose from the sands, which would have been deadly to the travelers had they not been so high in the air. As it was Trot was beginning to feel sick when a breath of fresher air filled her nostrils, and on looking ahead she saw a great cloud of pink-tinted mist. Even while she wondered what it could be, the ark plunged boldly into the mist, and the other birds followed. She could see nothing for a time, nor could the bird which carried her see where the ark had gone, but it kept on flying as sturdily as ever, and in a few moments the mist was passed, and the girl saw a most beautiful landscape spread out below her, extending as far as her eye could reach. She saw bits of forest, verdure-clothed hills, fields of waving grain, fountains, rivers, and lakes, and throughout the scene were scattered groups of pretty houses and a few grand castles and palaces. Over all this delightful landscape, which from Trot's high perch seemed like a magnificent painted picture, was a rosy glow, such as we sometimes see in the West at sunset. In this case, however, it was not in the west only, but everywhere." No wonder the ork paused to circle slowly over this lovely country. The other birds followed his action, all eyeing the place with equal delight. Then, as with one accord, the four formed a group and slowly sailed downward this brought them to that part of the newly discovered land which bordered on the desert's edge but it was just as pretty here as anywhere so the ark and the birds alighted and the three passengers at once got out of their swings oh cap'n bill isn't this fine and dandy exclaimed trot rapturously how lucky we were to discover this beautiful country the country seems rather high class i'll admit trot replied the old sailor man looking around him but we don't know as yet what its people are like no one could live in such a country without being happy and good i'm sure of that she said earnestly don't you think so button-bright i'm not thinking just now answered the little boy it tires me to think and i never seem to gain anything by it When we see the people who live here, we will know what they are like, and no mount of thinking will make them any different. "'That's true enough,' said the orc. "'But now I want to make a proposal. While you are getting acquainted with this new country, which looks as if it contains everything to make one happy, I would like to fly along all by myself.' and see if i can find my home on the other side of the great desert if i do i will stay there of course but if i fail to find Orkland, i will return to you in a week to see if i can do anything more to assist you they were sorry to lose their queer companion but could offer no objection to the plan so the ork bade them good-bye and rising swiftly in the air He flew over the country and was soon lost to view in the distance. The three birds, which had carried our friends, now begged permission to return by the way they had come to their own homes, saying they were anxious to show their families how big they had become. So Cap'n Bill and Trot and Button Bright all thanked them gratefully for their assistance and soon the birds began their long flight toward the land of Mo. Being now left to themselves in this strange land, the three comrades selected a pretty pathway and began walking along it. They believed this path would lead them to a splendid castle which they espied in the distance, the turrets of which towered far above the tops of the trees which surrounded it. It did not seem very far away, so they sauntered on slowly, admiring the beautiful ferns and flowers that lined the pathway, and listening to the singing of the birds and the soft chirpings of the grasshoppers. Presently the path wound over a little hill. In a valley that lay beyond the hill was a tiny cottage, surrounded by flower-beds and fruit-trees. On the shady porch of the cottage. They saw, as they approached, a pleasant-faced woman sitting amidst a group of children to whom she was telling stories. The children quickly discovered the strangers and ran toward them with exclamations of astonishment, so that Trot and her friends became the center of a curious group, all chattering excitedly. Cap'n Bill's wooden leg seemed to arouse the wonder of the children as they could not understand why he had not two meat-legs. This attention seemed to please the old sailor, who patted the heads of the children kindly, and then, raising his hat to the woman, he inquired, "'Can't you tell us, madam, just what country this is?' She stared hard at all three of the strangers, as she replied briefly, "'Jinksland!' "'Oh?' exclaimed Cap'n Bill with a puzzled look. And where is Jinxland, please? In the Quadling Country, said she. What? cried Trot in sudden excitement. Do you mean to say this is the Quadling Country of the Land of Oz? To be sure I do, the woman answered every bit of land that is surrounded by the great desert is the land of oz as you ought to know as well as i do but i am sorry to say that jinx land is separated from the rest of the quadling country by that row of high mountains you see under which have such steep sides that no one can cross them so we live here all by ourselves and are ruled by our own king instead of by Ozma of Oz. I've been to the Land of Oz before, said Button Bright, but I've never been here. Did you ever hear of Jinxland before? asked Trot. No, said Button Bright. It is on the map of Oz, though, asserted the woman, and it's a fine country, I assure you. If only- she added and then peered to look round her with a frightened expression if only here she stopped again as if not daring to go on with her speech if only what ma'am asked cap'n bill the woman sent the children into the house then she came closer to the strangers and whispered if only we had a different king "'We would be very happy and contented.' "'What's the matter with your king?' asked Trot curiously. But the woman seemed frightened to have said so much. She retreated to her porch, merely saying, "'The king punishes severely any treason on the part of his subjects.' "'What's treason?' asked Bright. "'In this case,' replied Cap'n Bill, "'treason seems to consist of knocking the king.' But I guess we know his disposition now, as well as if the lady had said more." "'I wonder,' said Trot, going up to the woman, "'if you could spare us something to eat. We haven't had anything but popcorn and lemonade for a long time.'" "'Bless your heart! Of course I can spare you some food,' the woman answered. And entering her cottage, she soon returned with a tray loaded with sandwiches, cakes and cheese one of the children drew a bucket of clear cold water from a spring and the three wanderers ate heartily and enjoyed the good things immensely when button-bright could eat no more he filled the pockets of his jacket with cakes and cheese and not even the children objected to this indeed they all seemed pleased to see the strangers eat so Cap'n Bill decided that no matter what the king of Jinxland was like, the people would prove friendly and hospitable. "'Whose castle is that yonder, ma'am?' he asked, waving his hand toward the towers that rose above the trees. "'It belongs to his majesty, King Cruel, she said. "'Oh, indeed, and does he live there?' "'When he is not out hunting with his fierce courtiers and war-captains,' She replied. "'Is he hunting now?' Trot inquired. "'I do not know, my dear. The less we know about the King's actions, the safer we are.' It was evident the woman did not like to talk about King Cruel, and so, having finished their meal, they said good-bye and continued along the pathway. "'Don't you think we'd better keep away from that King's castle, Cap'n?' asked Trot. "'Well,' said he, "'King Kruhl would find out sooner or later that we are in his country, so we may as well face the music now. Perhaps he isn't quite so bad as that woman thinks he is. Kings aren't always popular with their people, you know, even if they do the best they know how.' "'Ozma is popular,' said Buttonbright. "'Ozma is different from any other ruler from all I've heard.' remarked Trot musingly as she walked beside the boy. And, after all, we are really in the Land of Oz, where Ozma rules every king and everybody else. I never heard of anybody getting hurt in her dominions, did you, Bright? Not when she knows about it, he replied. But those birds landed us in just the wrong place, seems to me. They might have carried us right on over that row of mountains to the Emerald City." "'True enough,' said Cap'n Bill. "'But they didn't, and so we must make the best of Jinxland. Let's try not to be afraid.' "'Oh, I'm not very scared,' said Button Bright, pausing to look at a pink rabbit that popped its head out of a hole in the field nearby. "'Nor am I,' added Trot. "'Really, Cap'n, I'm so glad to be anywhere at all in the wonderful fairyland of Oz.' that I think I'm the luckiest girl in all the world. Dorothy lives in the Emerald City, you know, and so does the Scarecrow and the Tin Woodman and TikTok, and the Shaggy Man and all the rest of them that we've heard so much about, not to mention Ozma, who must be the sweetest and loveliest girl in all the world. "'Take your time, Trot,' advised Button Bright. "'You don't have to say it all in one breath, you know.' and you haven't mentioned half of the curious people in the emerald city that ere emerald city said cap'n bill impressively happens to be on the other side of these mountains that we're told no one is able to cross i don't want to discourage of you trot but we're almost as much separated from your ozma and dorothy as we were when we lived in california there was so much truth in this statement That they all walked on in silence for some time. Finally, they reached the grove of stately trees that bordered the grounds of the king's castle. They had gone halfway through it when the sound of sobbing, as of someone in bitter distress, reached their ears and caused them to halt abruptly. End of chapter nine.